Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are back in the house of mystery. and Now we're covering zodiac we're doing a little zodiac segments uh that we'll be doing every month and um of course joining us for that uh is from the zodiackillerfacts.com site michael butterfield thanks for being here thanks for having me so um now um of course there's been a lot of talk about zodiac and the new show that's been running on uh i guess a and e history sort of network Mm -hmm. um I, you know, one of the things I noticed um, was the talk about uh, the in the first show, Sherry Jo Bakers. Sherry Jo Bates. Yeah, Bates. Oh, yes. Now, Sherry Jo Bates. So we don't know for a fact that she was killed by Zodiac. That's correct. She's a suspected Zodiac victim. And uh, one of the reasons that she became a suspected victim was because in 1969, the Riverside Police Department was following the news of the Zodiac crimes and thought that the Zodiac case seemed somewhat similar. They contacted Zodiac investigators, compared notes, and eventually a handwriting expert examined some letters in the Riverside case and determined that they were written by the Zodiac. That conclusion has been controversial in some ways because it's the only evidence linking the two cases. And there is a theory that Bates was killed by someone she knew and the Zodiac simply took credit for it with these letters. Um, okay, so 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 that being the case, why would we think that Zodiac would take credit for this, even though he didn't do it? Like, what what's the reasoning? I think the reasoning is is that some people believe the Zodiac tried to pad his victim count in order to make himself seem more important than he actually was. Others think that he just liked to confuse and confound authorities by sending them on wild goose chases. It's also possible that he just, uh, for lack of a better word, liked that crime and thought it was something that he'd like to be known for. Oh. Now, <laughs> so why is it you think someone that she knew killed her? Like, what, was, what would be the, the point of that? Like, how would you know that? Well, I don't subscribe to that theory myself. I tend to lean towards the idea that it's possible that Zodiac killed her. But, you know, you have to consider all uh, possibilities. The Riverside police think that she was killed by someone she knew, excuse me, primarily, uh, I think, 
because that's the most common explanation in a murder case. Uh, and I, they, they have a suspect. They believe that suspect killed her. There was some DNA testing conducted years ago that appeared to exclude this suspect, um, but obviously the Riverside Police Department weren't satisfied by that, and they still consider this person a person of interest in their case. But I think it also comes down to some aspects of how she was actually killed. Her throat was slashed several times, and she was stabbed several times. And I know that at least one of the Riverside investigators believed that was an indication of a personal rage homicide. So, so now she was an 18-year-old, and she was stabbed to death. Now, one thing I heard um, that, okay, so she was found in the, the, the vacant houses behind the library she worked in? Near, near the library, there were some houses that had apparently been used to uh, house students at one time, and then some, according to some more recent information, those empty houses were used to store books from the library. And we don't know for sure what happened. Her car was tampered with, and in the letter that someone sent titled The Confession, which detailed a, an account of the crime, in that letter, the author claimed that he had disabled the car and then offered her a ride, and they walked to this area, and then he attacked her in between those two houses. Okay, but then why, why would she be back behind the houses, just kind of uh, loading stuff from the library, moving books? Well, no, she was in the parking lot of the library, and so the area where she was killed is actually a fair distance walk from that parking lot. So in the letter titled The Confession, the person says, you know, I offered her a ride. We were walking along. And then I it's we don't know that he actually said this, but he said to her, um, it's about time. And she said about time for what? And he said about time for you to die. And then he apparently attacked her in that uh, space in between these houses and left her body there. So it appears that she may have been lured there or forced there. Wow. Um, so now the a person of, of interest, who they think it is, um, what's your thoughts on him? Well, you know, you'd like to trust the police and believe that they have reasons for what they believe that you may not know about. So it's difficult for me to dismiss their suspect, although... From what I've heard over the years about the evidence that they have supposedly gathered, which they believe implicates them in the crime, I don't find it very compelling. I find some of it troubling and some of it, frankly, difficult to believe or accept. Um, so they may have information that I'm not aware of, so I can't say you know, that they're wrong. And, uh, but I, I tend to lean towards the idea that she wasn't killed by someone she knew for several reasons. One of them being a person who knew her wouldn't necessarily require some elaborate ruse to talk to her. You know, if you, if you knew someone, you could just walk up and start talking to them. But in this instance, the person appears to have needed a ruse, a, a reason to approach her, and that may have been why he disabled her car. You know, disabling a victim's car is not a unique uh, ploy used by serial killers. There's many other killers who have used that same ploy over the years because it's very simple and it works. So I often believe that the most likely explanation is that she was killed by someone she didn't know. 
because I don't see any strong evidence to indicate that she was killed by someone she knew. Now, again, the police may have information we don't know about, but from what I see, it looks like a stranger homicide. Now, the evidence that that was found was a men's Timex watch, and they also said uh, a shoe print that looked like a military boot. Yes. Size 8 to 10. And that's mm-hmm. sort of um, been tied to a military um, connection to the murder. And you kind of follow along with that, too? or? Well, I think that the military connection, you know, it's something that's been brought up over the years. I think it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of what you read into it. Because, yes, there are aspects of the Zodiac case which could indicate that the killer was in the military or even the Bates case, too. But... You know, that's kind of a, a catch-all idea for certain aspects of a crime. It doesn't necessarily mean that the person was in the military just because they had some military-style boots or because they even used some military-style tactics. You know, there's guys, a lot of guys who want to be in the military and aren't and sort of adopt that persona. So it's possible he was in the military, but it's also possible that he was just a, a wannabe person who like to engage in activities that made him feel like he was a military person. There are aspects of the Zodiac codes which could indicate some military cipher training, um, some of the you know tactics that he used, some of the language that he used in letters. Um, but there's also some problems with that theory. You know, if a person who served in the military would most likely have his fingerprints on file unless they were destroyed in a fire or records were lost or things like that. And from what I understand, they've made many efforts to, to check the Zodiac fingerprints against the military database and nothing has come up. Then there's also the issue that um, certain aspects of the Zodiac letters, which seem like they could be written by someone with a military background, doesn't necessarily mean that that person had a military background. It could have been someone in their family, a father, an uncle, a brother, someone like that and they were exposed to it. There was a theory that the person who is the suspect in the Riverside Police uh, Department, that person was not in the military. So if he was wearing a military-style boot, where did he get that boot? And if that person actually did kill Bates, and he had access to military stuff, and he wasn't in the military, then the same could be true of the Zodiac. Yeah. So when we... um look at this case then what what exactly uh, this is something for people that aren't as much of an expert on zodiac as you are um now what ties a person to the as a victim of zodiac as compared to not like what what's the problem like why can't we just say she was a victim of zodiac well i think that the main problem is is it's a lack of corroborating evidence you know we don't have Uh, a lot of evidence in the Zodiac case that can be compared to evidence in the Bates case. There's a partial genetic profile that was produced by uh, testing on Zodiac letters and stamps. And from what we've been told over the years, while that profile is incomplete and cannot positively identify anyone, it may in some instances be sufficient to exclude someone. But you have to have a similar sample in the Bates case to compare to the Zodiac case. And in the Bates case, the evidence that they've had to date consisted of some uh, skin scrapings. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The victim's fingernails, which from what I understand were not sufficient to produce... Uh, any DNA profile, and then there were some hairs that were stuck to the victim's hand in some dried blood, and police believe that those hairs belong to the killer, but the kind of DNA that you find in hair, which is mitochondrial DNA, is not always compatible with DNA that's produced by blood, semen, saliva, and other bodily fluids. So they can't necessarily compare those to prove that she was a Zodiac victim. Now, here's the thing. If they were able to find some DNA on those writings in the Riverside case, and they could compare those, even if they did match, that still wouldn't be proof that the Zodiac killed Sherry Jo Bates, because that's DNA on those letters and not at the crime scene. Now, in the new show that's on right now, The Hunt for the Zodiac Killer on the History Channel, uh, the first episode showed the production being granted unprecedented access to the evidence in the Riverside case, including the pants worn by the victim that night. And from watching the show, you can see that they believe that there is a blood stain on the pants, which may belong to the killer. And they're trying to test that to get enough evidence to see if that can be compared with the Zodiac DNA. But then again, you have an issue of getting these various police departments to cooperate with the production in sharing their genetic profiles so that they can be compared. And that isn't always a very easy thing to do, especially in an open case where police are pretty guarded about a lot of the evidence. Why is that? I mean, why wouldn't they share um, this many years after the fact? Because it's not like um, it's not like it's your case and it's hot and the, the Zodiac's probably still around. Um, you know, this is a long time. So why would well, I know the Bates case was 51 years ago? Yeah. So wh why wouldn't you 
share with other police or other investigators. Well, and that becomes the issue, too. We don't know that they haven't shared with each other as far as the police jurisdictions. and, and But we there may be an issue about wanting to share that information with a production, a television production crew. Um, you know, police, a cold case is a, a difficult thing to maintain for a long time, and it's the kind of thing where they may want to still be very guarded about it because in the television show, the production crew interviewed, I believe, the chief of the Riverside Police Department. And while you don't see him on camera, you, you hear what he had to say. And one of the things that he said was that the Zodiac, or the Bates case, has been the victim of a lot of exploitation or sensationalism, something to that effect. And so they may be reluctant to fuel that speculation, because in their eyes, the Zodiac has nothing to do with the Bates murder. They're very clear about that. They believe that that's a, a fact. Now, there are a lot of people who disagree with that. So they may not be willing to encourage or further encourage uh, this Zodiac angle to the Bates case, which is actually kind of ironic because it was the Riverside Police Department who started this in the first place. Uh, and they, you know, they thought it was a Zodiac crime, and so did a lot of the Zodiac investigators. It was included in official documents and things, and then they appeared to have changed their mind at a certain point. They may not be willing to further fuel that speculation, but at the same time, a lot of people would argue the best way to get rid of that speculation and get rid of that problem would be to compare the DNA or whatever evidence that is available and effectively rule out the Zodiac. And that's that's where I stand on this issue. I'm not a proponent that you know of, of the idea that uh, Bates was killed by Zodiac. I'm not trying to say she wasn't. For me, it's an issue of we need to find out as much as we can and determine whether or not the Zodiac can be excluded as a suspect because that's really what you try to do in any instance where you have a suspect. It's easy to try to go out and find everything you can find that indicates they may have committed a crime. But a good homicide investigator will try to find something that proves the person didn't. And once you do that, you can eliminate that suspect. So I think that in the long run, it would be more productive to embrace this Zodiac connection and do everything that can be done to determine whether or not that connection is actually real. Or if it's just something that's been perpetuated by theory and speculation for years. Because at the end of the day, I have difficulty believing that Sherry Jo Bates was killed by someone she knew or the suspect that they have. But that doesn't mean that I believe Zodiac killed her either. I think that we need to do whatever can be done to determine whether or not that is true. Now, the person that they uh, mentioned in the show in episode one asked the, um, I, I guess they, uh, you know, a, a suspect. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, has he been a suspect for a long time? Uh, you're talking about Ross Sullivan? Yeah. Ross Sullivan was apparently first brought to the attention of law enforcement in the 1960s, shortly after Sherry Jo Bates was killed. We don't know a lot about what was actually done to investigate or clear this suspect, because we don't have access to the Riverside Police files the same way we do with the Zodiac cases. You know, in most of the Zodiac cases, we have a lot of documentation that shows what was done by law enforcement to investigate various suspects. But when it comes to Ross Sullivan, we're largely dependent on notes from a reporter named Dave Peterson and some uh, statements made by investigators to researchers and journalists over the years 
Um, so we know that he has been suspected of the Bates uh, murder for a long time. We just don't know exactly what police uh, did to determine whether or not there was a connection. Now, there are some issues that, you know, in the show they talk about the Zodiac being six foot two or, or taller or being 250 pounds or even 300 pounds. And th that estimate of the Zodiac's height and weight is largely based on an estimate of the killer's appearance at Lake Berryessa in 1969. And the victim in that case, Brian Hartnell, uh, was sitting on an incline looking up at a man who was towering over and wearing this bizarre costume and stuff. And they did some uh, testing to determine uh, some of the boot prints to determine, determine the person's weight using uh, impaction tests and things like that. And while there is some evidence that the killer may have been tall and he may have been heavy, the estimate of him being that tall and that heavy is not consistent with other uh, Zodiac descriptions from other crimes. And Brian Hartnell himself told me in an interview years ago that he may have overestimated the killer's weight uh, because of, he may have been wearing a padded jacket or he may have had things inside his coat and things like that. But it's also, you know, Ross Sullivan was a very tall and very heavy man. And I think that in some ways that may be a problem when you look at him as a, a Zodiac suspect. And then when it comes to the idea that, because the idea is that Ross Sullivan was a suspect in the Bates case, and therefore he should be a suspect in the Zodiac case too. And while there are some tempting uh, facts about him that make you want to explore that possibility, the boot print in the Bates case may be somewhat smaller than a boot print that was found at Lake Berryessa in the attack on Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard, which could be an indication that they're not the same person. Um, and that boot print in the Bates case might be too small for someone like Ross Sullivan. Same thing with the watch that was left at the scene. It, it doesn't appear to be a man's watch or a watch that's for a man with a very uh, large wrist. Now, I've never met Ross Sullivan. I've never seen him in person, so I can't attest to how he would look as far as a physical appearance or whether or not we could really rule him out on that basis. But he's a person of interest, and he's someone who interested me. But again, it was largely because I wanted to find out what had been done to investigate him and what, if anything, had been used to exclude him. So like most suspects, you know, I don't necessarily think that they are the killer, but there's enough information there to warrant us checking it out and trying to exclude them. Right, yeah. Well, it seems to be an endless case. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, 51 years and the anniversary of the Zodiac, first Zodiac murder is going to be next year. So 50 years on, there are, a lot of people are baffled why it doesn't seem that police, office, police departments or law enforcement agencies haven't cooperated more. But I'd like to stress for your listeners that there is evidence that they have cooperated. There's evidence that the uh, some of the law enforcement agencies are working together right now in an effort to, to obtain new DNA from some of the letters or other evidence. And we don't always know what they've done because they don't you know pick up a phone and call us and tell us every time they're doing something. So it's possible that they are making an effort to try to do whatever can be done to get new evidence. That's why I'm hopeful that what law enforcement is doing right now might come up with something new, or perhaps the television show will find some evidence on those pants belonging to Sherry Joe Bates. 
and maybe we might be able to move the case forward by at least eliminating or confirming some of these theories which have persisted for now, you know, decades. It's pretty amazing. Um, okay, well, thanks very much for keeping us up to date. Uh, again, it's been uh, Michael Butterfield from uh, ZodiacKillerFacts.com. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. 